Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're not laughing at that, you are dead inside. You understand me? That is the funniest thing you're going to hear from me tonight. Truthfully, comedy is very hard. People don't really realize that. Probably because the best joke in the entire world has already been written, and not by me. It's the owl joke. Have you ever heard of it? It's amazing. My cousin told it to me a couple years ago. He walked right up to me and goes, Hey, Matt, someone said you sound like an owl. And then I said, Who? (laughs) If you're not laughing at that, you are dead inside. You understand me? That is the funniest thing you're going to hear from me tonight. And I'm an idiot. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Like, I'm pretty sure I flapped a little bit. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was looking around to see who did it. Ooh. Ooh. Because owls turn, that doesn't matter. Now, <laughs> here's the weird part. As soon as it happened, all this male pride just swelled up inside of me. And I'm like, man, if I fell for it, my wife, she's really going to fall for it. <laughs> So I assembled all the guys that did it to me. I'm like, let's go get her. We're legally an angry mob at this point. We have pitchforks and torches. We're singing through the mist, through the woods, through the darkness and the shadows. It's a nightmare, but it's one exciting ride. (laughs) Say a prayer, then we're there at the drawbridge of a castle, and there's something truly terrible inside. It's a beast. He's got fa- I sang the whole song. I went up to her. I did the joke. She asked me every question except for who. I have no clue how she did it. I was so excited. I was like, sweetheart. <laughs> Someone said, you sound like an owl. She's like, what? What do I do? No, it's true. It's true. Some, someone said, you sound like an owl. She's like, when? 
like, like a minute ago. It doesn't matter. Listen, someone, someone said that you sound like an owl. She's like, what's their name? I'm like, that's a good question. Could you rephrase it? The person that said that to you, what is that person's name? I lost it. I was like, you're supposed to say who? Who, 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 who? She's like, now who sounds like an owl? I'm like, come on! I love my wife. She's amazing. We've just entered this new phase of our adulthood. We are parents, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. I love being a dad. It's great because immediately your house becomes more disgusting and also more adorable. Isn't that true? Like, case in point, my son will fart all the time because he is a human person. But when he farts, my wife loves it. I don't know what happens to women when they have children, but something shut off in her brain. She just inhales. <laughs> Deeply and affectionately. She's like, oh. <laughs> Did somebody make it stinky? Did somebody make a stinky wiggity wiggity? Here's the thing, it's not always him. <laughs> like once a week in my house. She's like, oh, who made a farty? And I'm like, actually, that was me. She's like, what? Ugh, gross. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? A minute ago, you thought it was potpourri. Now you're revolted? Hypocrite! <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll call my wife a hypocrite if I have to. Yeah, unless I'm feeling affectionate, then I'll call her a hippogriff. <laughs> which is a half horse, half bird from Harry Potter. They sound similar, but they're very different. A hypocrite is very serious. A hippogriff helps Sirius escape from the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. Hear that? That's the sound of the dorks. Yeah, and my people, so welcome here. Welcome here. We are an adoptive family. My son was born in South Africa. Let me get something clear. South Africa is the name of the country. Africa is the name of the continent, all right? White people, can we get that for one day, please? Stop embarrassing me. Oh, I met someone else from South Africa. Cool, whereabouts in South Africa? Nigeria. That's Nigeria. Well, what's the difference? It's a huge difference. That's like saying I met someone from Canada. Whereabouts in Canada? Mexico. It's a big deal. <laughs> Look at a map. <laughs> One of the best parts about becoming a dad is that now I get to be lame. Like, I've always been lame, but now I can just lean into it, right? Like, I'm not cool. I don't have any tattoos. Everyone's all tatted up now. The tattoos are a bit much, though, aren't they? You know, everyone's like, I got a panther on this shoulder. I got an avocado on this shoulder. <laughs> got my favorite word written on my back. My whole generation just treating our bodies like we treated our binders in grade seven. <laughs> yeah. 
just be lame. Just be lame. Embrace it, right? Like, I'm, I'll, I'll be vulnerable with you right now. I really want to get into bird watching. And if that is not the lamest thing you have ever heard, I do not know what is. Because I did not say that I am into bird watching. I said I really want to get into bird watching. I see two old people with binoculars. I'm like, that is my hashtag life goal right there. <laughs> The problem is that uh, nobody's interested in bird watching. Every time I try talking about it, everyone's eyes glaze over and they get really bored. Uh, for example. <laughs> like the only people who are mildly interested are my hunter friends, but there's a disconnect there. <laughs> you know, they're a little too eager, you know? They're like, you like birds? <laughs> Check it out, come here, look. Go. You can put it in your pocket. There you go, huh? Oh, stop crying. Stop crying. I don't like guns. I don't like guns. I'm not a hunter. I'm not a weapon person. I don't get it. All right? Yeah, two people. I don't know. I like bird calls, so maybe we should combine the two. Then maybe I'd be on board. Could you imagine the peacefulness and serenity of a bird call mixed with the high efficiency of a semi-automatic assault rifle? Yeah, just sitting there in your blind, all ready to go. I have a very hairy back. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it, but my wife does because she's the one who can quote, see it. And <laughs> so now before like we go places where I need to remove my shirt, like public swimming pools or movie theaters, she, She needs to shave my back. And it's always awful because already I'm an insecure adult male. But now I'm an insecure adult male in my underwear, in the shower, hands up against the wall. <laughs> Just standing, she's behind me. I heard her mutter. She goes, Boom. If only people knew. <laughs> and I was like, what are you trying? If people knew about this, they would laugh. And you did. And she said, no, no. If only people knew this is what marriage really was. That's the mole. This whole ritual is even weirder now because I'm a dad. So now, last time this happened, my toddler was just watching it all unfold. And I, that freaks me out. I know he's two. He's not going to remember any of that, right? But that's in there. That's deep in his subconscious somewhere. 
Like, I'm worried he's gonna be in therapy 20 years from now trying to figure out why he hates weed whackers or something like that. <laughs> I'd like to talk about my baptism now. <laughs> That's my favorite line in my act, just so you know. <laughs> because of how uncomfortable it makes everybody. It's the one thing that unites all of us, because if you believe in God, you're like, oh no, what's he gonna say? <laughs> and if you don't believe in God, you're like, oh no, what's he gonna say? Let me make it clear right now, just so we're all on the same page, I am pro-baptism, uh, but I'm not gonna make it weird, but I will take an offering after the bit, just so you know. <laughs> lock the doors, play a slow song, and pass the plate. <laughs> I was baptized in a Mennonite church. I was sprinkled. I was sprinkled, and uh, before you can get baptized, you need to give a testimony. Unless it's like an accidental baptism. If you're walking by a lake, and there's a pastor there, and he trips you, pff, then, you know, no speech required. But typically... <laughs> You gotta give the testimony. Now, I wrote mine out and my pastors read it beforehand and they gave me some notes because I had a line in my testimony that said, I love the Lord, I just needed a kick in the butt. And my pastor said, love your testimony, Matt. Really top-notch stuff, but take out the butt. And then he clarified, he goes, the double T butt. Because he knows with me, he has to be specific. <laughs> Because if you didn't clarify, I would just be up there on Sunday morning. I did not want to go to camp. I did. <laughs> you got to get my testimony right, because I was the first one up. I was the first one out of the gate, you know, because I had the boring testimony. I was like 13 at the time, so my testimony was kind of lame. It was like, I started going to church house five years old, and the hardest time in my life was when I really wanted to play soccer, but nobody picked me for soccer. And God said he loved me even if I didn't play soccer. You're like, all right, that's adorable. Move it along. Right? <laughs> then there's the guy who's like, I've been doing drugs for 40 years. You're like, yeah. <laughs> you put that guy at the end. He's your closer. <laughs> and it's true. So... Before you can get back, you baptized, you have to walk down the aisle, and they always play music, and it was a big year for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So I walked down the aisle to, As I went down to the river to pray, Studying about that good way, Who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me... I'm speeding it up for the sake of the joke, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure my pastor slowed down the beats per minute. Heaven forbid there's a rhythm. They'd be like, as I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way. If you, you don't want that. If you dance down the aisle at a Mennonite baptism, they don't let you get baptized. That's how that works. There's a dude in the pew with a hook. He's like, you're not ready. And he pulls you in. And you can research that. That's true. But now I go to a very charismatic church and all my friends are getting dunked. Listen, I don't care what you believe, you gotta admit this, dunking is cooler than sprinkling. Yeah.
Never got an applause break on that before. See now, I'm watching all these baptism happen and I'm, I'm getting something I didn't even know was a thing. I'm getting baptism envy because it's so cool. Like, I'm like, it's so cool. They're playing videos of it next week and the videos are always in slow motion, right? They're like, let's see what happened last week when Keenan got baptized. They're playing some cool music out of Redding, California. I'm no longer a slave to fear. His hair flies back. They see Gia Dove landing on his shoulder. But it's awesome. Yeah. No one wants to watch a slow-mo sprinkling. Keep your eyes open. I'm not a superstitious person. I have friends who are very superstitious and it makes no sense to me. Like I have a buddy who's always like, oh, haven't been sick all year. Knock on wood. What? What are you doing? What is this? Look at me right now. Look, this is nothing. This does nothing. This means nothing. <laughs> Let's break apart your belief, shall we? You believe there are forces in this universe that dictate when, where, and how you get sick. That's fine. But you think they can be manipulated by knocking on what? <laughs> what kind of flippant gods are these? <laughs> like even the pagan gods of yesteryear demanded a sacrifice. He had to pull the toenail from an old guy or something like that. I don't remember. But knocking on wood. Some people don't even knock on wood. They just say knock on wood. Haven't been sick all year. Knock on wood. What, are you trying to trick the gods now? What are you doing? <laughs> I think they're up there going, did you get Peter sick? No, no, no. He knocked on wood. Did you see him physically knock on the wood? <laughs> if that's true, you know it can't be that easy. There's got to be some sort of loophole. You're going to get sick, die, get to heaven. Be like, what happened, God? I knocked on wood. He's just going to look at you. No, no, no. You knocked on oak. <laughs> Remember, knock on oak, that's a joke. Knock on pine, you're feeling fine. That's the rhyme, you're a moron, I don't have to tell you. Yeah. We try whatever we can. No one wants to get sick, that's the whole thing. We're all trying to be healthy. I'm trying to be healthy. Uh, I lost some weight recently. Uh, I lost 45 pounds, actually. Oh, thank you. Some of you who didn't clap? Wow. Uh, a little rude. Maybe this will impress you more. I didn't even just lose 45 pounds. Technically, I lost 90 because I sort of lost the weight and then gained it back and then had to do it again. So. And yeah, I know. I know. And people say to me, they say, Matt, that's amazing. How did you lose that much weight? I'll tell you, I ate less food. <laughs> You've heard of it, yeah. And if I would have known of another way, I would have done that because I love food. Like, I really love food. So this is actually what I would do. I would put food on my plate. I would look at it and be like, ha-ha, oh, 
food. And then I would just remove food from my plate until I was no longer happy. I promise, this is what you need to do when you can't trust your own instincts. I would just take food off until I felt depressed. I would look at it and go, I guess that's a normal human portion of food. I would eat that, cry, and go to bed. It was a fun couple of years. I would also weigh myself every single morning. Yeah, if you ever find that your moods are too stable, I highly recommend weighing yourself every single morning. It's just a crapshoot with your emotions when you first wake up. Am I going to be happy today? No, sorry, Bob! But there's huge milestones when you lose that much weight. Like, I remember the day that I dropped below 30 BMI. Now, for those who don't need to know this, and that's everybody, 30 BMI is the clinical rate for obesity, and I had dropped below it. Yeah! However, I did own a digital scale, so I knew that I only dropped 0.1 pounds below it. (laughs) That was a weird day. I have a very clear recollection of standing in the kitchen and I was holding a cookie. (laughs) And I was just thinking to myself, if I eat this cookie, I'm gonna be obese. I ate the cookie, so. (laughs) I make bad decisions all the time. Like, my wife and I went to London. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And uh, that wasn't the bad decision. That wasn't supposed to be the joke. Hey, if you hate London, that's a phenomenal joke right there. If you, but if you like London, that was just the setup. So my wife and I went to London. And we, here's the thing. When you go to London, you expect to be able to understand them. Because we hear people with British accents on movies, like Hugh Grant. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. Nice to meet you. are like, oh, that sounds lovely. But they dumb it down for us North Americans. When they're in England, they all have a different dialect together. It's true. We went to go see Matilda, the musical. We got there. We were all excited. Spotlight goes on this adorable little 12-year-old. He steps forward and starts singing. More, mommy say, I'm a Muriel. <laughs> Mommy said, I'm a special little guy. Sight like I'm not sorry, I know. Toy sight I'm not sorry, never let me go. I'm like, we're not going to understand a word of this. (laughs) 
I'm like, maybe when he stops singing, it'll be easier when the music stops. The music stopped, he stepped forward and did a monologue. He's like, right, so we fly and we go, we sort of rock. You take a knot and shove a knot and never know because you're flying on the sort right, you know? And you go for not because never right is our Emma. I'm like, we paid so much money for these tickets. <laughs> show was like that. At the end, I stood up and clapped with everyone else, but I didn't know if that was true, you know? The guy beside me was like, Rolf, Rolf, this I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is what I was thinking. <laughs> I think I was just flustered because I had just underwent the most embarrassing experience of my life. My wife and I just got back from like the fanciest British restaurant ever. It was like a four-star Michelin tire restaurant. I don't know how they rate it. But there was a guy at the door taking our coats. Yeah. I had no idea he didn't work there. No clue. And you trust him because he's British, right? He's like, I'll take your coat, sir. I'm like, yes, you will take my coat. And the lady's jewels as well. Give him your jewels, honey. The waiter, the waiter leads us into the restaurant and he brings us towards our chairs and the chairs are clear, transparent plastic. And that's a problem for me because I have what my wife affectionately refers to as perpetual plumber's crack. And <laughs> anyone else have perpetual plumber's crack? PPC as we call it, any PPC sufferers in the crowd? All right, don't point at your husbands, that's not nice. <laughs> For those who don't understand, let me explain. Basically, my butt is small enough that my pants will always fall down, and yet somehow my crack is big enough to make everyone uncomfortable. Do you know what I'm talking about? The crack to butt ratio is not right at all. You'd think with so much crack, you'd get a little bit like a woo, but nothing, it's just flat. It's just a long, horrible ditch that leads nowhere. What do you do? You put the, the, the coat over your chair. That's like a crack force field, right? You can feel the wind rushing over, but no one can see nothing. But buddy took my coat at the door. And it's not just here, it's every single restaurant. Why do they always design chairs this way with a little gap right at the bottom? If you've got PPC, that is a frame. And I know. So. They bring us towards our chairs and right away I can see that I'm like, this is not gonna end well at all. They set my wife down first. She's got a view of the entire restaurant. I got a view just of her. Normally, that's perfect, not today. As soon as I sit down, I can feel it. <laughs> like I know she can't see nothing, but I also know that I am now mooning this entire half of the restaurant. And it's not like a normal moon either. It's like a squished up against clear plastic. <laughs> Looks like I'm taunting them on purpose or something. <laughs> now, if this were like Minnesota, someone would say something. Hey, buddy, your butt's showing. Yeah, pull up your pants. I put a coat around you. Yeah, you PPC? Yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah, no <laughs> But in London, everyone's so hoity-toity proper. They're like, oh, my. <laughs> Don't look, Winifred. Don't look. I haven't been this upset since Maggie Thatcher was in Parliament. <laughs> Little Maggie Thatcher joke to really get the crowds going. I know my demographic. No problem. 
And it's a quiet restaurant. Keep that in mind. There's music, but it's not like clothing store music. Let's buy a shirt! It's not like that. The music makes it feel quieter in the restaurant. The music was like... Wasn't even through the speakers. It was just a dude in the corner. Humming while he was eating his soup, just me <laughs> And this is just phase one. They bring out our food now, and it's fancy food. It's like duck foo foo or something like that. And I, it was on a baguette. That's all I remember. And I took a bite, and maybe I breathed when I should have been chewing. Maybe I chewed when I should have been breathing. I don't know, but I fushlucked. Now, fushluck is a Mennonite word, which means to choke at an inopportune time. You're thinking, like, a cough? No, no, a cough is like, <coughs> excuse me. That's adorable, all right? A fushluck is like a good, hearty Mennonite thing. You do what it sounds like. That's how you got the name. It's like, a fushluck! It's a fushluck, you understand? <laughs> Stop looking at me like you know what I'm talking about. Everyone's got one fushlucker in the family, all right? Yes, you do. Normally, it's mom. Mom's the fushlucker, isn't she? She could fushluck on air. It doesn't even matter. Mom will fushluck on anything. She always tries to convince you she's fine. She's turning purple in the kitchen. <coughs> I'm fine. <coughs> Just eat. <coughs> Just eat. It's fine. <coughs> Just eat. <coughs> Just eat. Like, I don't want the pierogies, mom. You fushlucked all over them. What are you doing? So. I went into phase one of the fushluck. Now, phase one is just this. That's it. Now, my wife knows what phase one of a fushluck looks like, but she also knows what phase three of a fushluck looks like, and she did not want that to happen in this quiet British restaurant. So as soon as I went, she just looked at me like, don't you dare. You know, if you've been married a while, you have that like language you can speak without even saying a word. We had that in that moment. It was beautiful. As soon as I went, we had an understanding that I was just going to have to die. I was not to cough it up. I was to allow the darkness to overcome me. Take one for the team. But your body won't let you go down like that. So involuntarily, I went into phase two of the fushluck, which is, I suppressed that back to phase one. Now. When you suppress a fushluck at phase one, what happens is it does prolong the fushluck experience, but it also intensifies phase three, you understand? So I knew I needed to get out of there as quickly as possible before I just projectile fushlucked all over everybody. So now I'm trying to be like discreet about it, also trying to suppress the fushluck and find the bathroom. So I'm like walking like... Excuse me, do you know where the bathroom is? chance, could you direct me towards the bathroom? <laughs> Poor guy doesn't know whether to find a waiter or an exorcist. In <laughs> they show me the bath. They don't call it a bathroom in London. They call it a water closet. Now this poor Mennonite kid from Canada just staring at this job like, I don't want to die in the utility room. <laughs> you got to visualize this. I'm in the lobby now, the quietest and busiest part of this restaurant. My body does not care. My body's like, I a schluck right there in that lobby just I 
I turn around, I'm sweating, I'm crying, my mascara's running. I stammer back to my chair, I sit down, my wife's like, you okay? She's like, because everyone heard. The waiter came up. I was expecting him to be discreet about it. Maybe be like, excuse me, sir. Can I get you some water, sir? Some water for your fushlooking, sir? Some, some fushlooking water, perhaps. But no, I guess he had had enough. He walked up and he announced himself. He's like, <clears throat> excuse me, sir. But would you please? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Pull up your pants! And he just walked right out of there. Now, what bugs me about this whole situation was that if I wouldn't have cared what other people thought about me, I would have had a lovely dinner. I would have fushlucked it out right there at the table. No problem. We could have moved on. But instead, I was so concerned with that everyone thought I, I ruined my whole night, and I'm still talking about it years later. <laughs> right? That's so sad. And I think that's one of the keys to being happy, is just, like, not caring what other people think about you. Who cares? They're idiots. You're awesome. Okay? Yeah, that's right. We all want to be happy. We all, I want to be as happy as my mom when I told her about Snapchat. That's my goal. I told her about the filters, and she's like, oh, Matthew, I must have it. And then I swear, she says, take me to the app store. And I looked at her like this, and then my dad started laughing. I'm like, oh, thank goodness, at least he gets it. He's like, ha, 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 Irene, it's Sunday. I know that I'm more jaded than the typical person. I think stand-up comedians are generally more jaded because like I've experienced a lot of things in my life that I thought were gonna be dreams come true, but they were just, eh? <laughs> like I got to perform on a cruise ship and I was always so excited about that, but it's not that good. It's like a normal comedy club, except you try not to get seasick and there's no cell service. That's it. <laughs> it's awful. And they put you through this whole safety rigmarole because you're technically part of the crew. I learned what to do in case of man overboard. And I'm going to tell you because, well, I'm up here. And <laughs> if I stopped talking, that would just be the end. So this is what you're supposed to do. You get to yell man overboard. And that's everybody's dream, isn't it? We've all wanted to do that. Man overboard! That's awesome. But then you gotta yell what side they fell overboard, like port side or starboard. And I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know which one is port side or which one is starboard. So I'd just be up there like an idiot going, man overboard! Right here! <laughs> and then you are supposed to uh, throw the life buoy in their direction. That was the wording that the captain used, in their direction, not to them. 
Apparently, how close I throw it, totally up to me. If I, I want to chuck it 10 feet away, I'd be like, burn 10 calories, would you, Kyle? Then that's fine. Because let's be honest, like on a, on a cruise ship, sure, maybe man overboard's a problem on the first day, but like day seven on a floating buffet, come on, we're all buoyant at that point, you know what I mean? So what's the problem? Just throw him a pizza, he'll be fine. And the last thing you're supposed to do is, to, is point at them. And the reason you're supposed to point at them uh, is because uh, they could drift off if you don't. <laughs> that wasn't funny, but I'm glad there's some morbid people in the crowd. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> so I figure anyone can point with one hand. I got two hands. I can be doubly helpful. So sure, I'll point at you with this hand, make sure you don't float off, but I'll use my other hand to point at any dangers that might be coming your way. Yeah, like a shark or something. So I'd be up there going, I got you, Kyle, don't worry about it. I don't need this hand anymore. <laughs> and yet still, the cruise ship shows were not the strangest shows I ever did. The strangest show I ever did happened in a small town in Manitoba, Canada. And I was driving towards my gig. I had punched the coordinates into my GPS. And I always talk to my GPS. So I'm always like, hey, Jippus, is this, is this right? And <laughs> you guys barely laughed. You just repeated the punchline. That was weird. <laughs> you do you. So... And the reason I was concerned uh, was because we were going down all these residential streets and it didn't seem like this was right. So my jippa says, no, this is right. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yes, when have I ever steered you wrong? I'm like, well, there was that one time in Seattle when you didn't know there was a bridge there, but there was a bridge there. And he's like, why do you always got to bring up that one time? And I'm like, I bring it up because it was a big deal. You thought we were a flying car. Freaking out, maybe you're doing, maybe you're doing, maybe you're doing. He's like, no, this is right. So I get to the venue, and it's not a venue, it's a house. And normally I perform in like comedy clubs or theaters, maybe even hotels, places like that, but a house. How awkward would this be if I punched in the wrong address? This wasn't even right. What do you even say? How do you start that conversation? Hi, did you order a comedian? Like, what do you say? <laughs> and I'm super famous in Canada, so <laughs> no way for you guys to prove that. Uh, <laughs> He opens the door and he's like, you're Matt Falk. And he said it with such intensity that for a second I forgot. He's like, you're Matt Falk. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I go in the house. He slams the door behind me like way too aggressively. And he's like, all right, take off your shoes. Let's go in the basement. <laughs> Listen, I would be really easy to kill. I'm a nice guy. You stab me, I turn the other cheek. That's how that works. Gets you two stab cheeks, but it's my motto. And 
So I go down into his basement. It's nothing creepy. He wraps me in saran wrap, and that's how he liked his comedy. No. It was a company Christmas party. Small company. Four people. I'm not joking. Four people. You know how hard it is to get momentum with 400. Imagine four. That's just this front row without all of you guys, right? Four. It was so uncomfortable. As soon as I saw them, I freaked out. I was like, like I fushlucked on fear is what I did. The guy who booked me noticed that I was nervous. He's like, oh, don't worry. Not everyone's here yet. I'm like, oh, okay. I swear to you. He says, Tina's not here. I do not know how to convey the awkwardness of the situation to you. I sat down on the couch with the audience. And we just waited for Tina. Together as a group. We're making small talk before the show. One guy's like, so how's the comedy career going? I'm like, not well, evidently. I'm in a basement of my socks. What do you think, buddy? 20 minutes past, Tina hasn't showed up. Classic Tina move, am I right? And the guy who booked me, he wants to introduce me from across the room, but this is how he introduces me. He goes like this. It was just good. It was just good. Now. So I just ended the conversation with this guy. I was like, excuse me a minute. I have to go to work now. <laughs> I just stood up and I began talking louder. And it was as awkward as you think it was. There's, when there's nothing separating you and the audience other than a bowl of chips, it's gonna be a weird show. But I was 45 minutes in, and I was almost done, and I'm like, oh, it's almost over, and I can just put this behind me. But then, Tina shows up. Yeah, Tina's one of these people who needs everyone to know as soon as she enters the room. Everyone's got one friend like this. She practically kicks the door down. She makes some big Broadway Liza Minnelli entrance, just Hi! Wow, the snow is really coming down out there. I'd much rather have snow than slush. Slush is statistically way more dangerous than the snow. Four weeks ago, I was driving, got sucked in by the slush on the side of the road, and a tow truck had to come pull me out of the slush. But then that tow truck got sucked in by the slush, and the second tow truck had to come pull that first tow truck out of the ditch. Then because of the union rules, that first one went home, and the second truck had to pull me out of the ditch, and I get to the party. Hey, Glenn, is that your new wife? You guys used to live in the city. You go full country now. You live in the country. You churn your own butter, too. Can I have a chip? 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 <laughs> right? And. Yeah. can't do comedy with that going on. So I just stopped the show. I was like, I don't know what else to do. I was like, are you Tina? She's like, yes. I'm like, we were all talking before you got here. And someone said, you sound like an owl. <laughs> My name is Matt Falk. I love you. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with even more laughs.
Join the fucking funny community today.